Glory to God. And boy, it doesn't take them long, does it? <laughs> Hallelujah. Before we begin the message, I want to read to you Psalm 78. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from our children. We will not hide them from our children. Telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob. For those of you who are young, in the room, watching, when he, when he says that, for he established his testimony in Jacob, he's speaking about Israel. Specifically, Israel. And this was written centuries before there ever was this imagination of Palestinians. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare to their children that they may set their hope in God. Hallelujah. And not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Amen. So Father, in Jesus' name, here we are again gathered in your name, Jesus, that we may be able to be more equipped to understand your word. Father, even that which you've just communicated to us, but Lord, more importantly, that we would be able to walk it out, that we would be able to do those things that you've commanded us in the way that you've told us. Lord, I pray right now in this time, this very specific time on your timeline, Lord, that we become more sensitive to Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, grant us wisdom, knowledge, and great understanding. And even in the midst, in this gathering, show yourself strong. In the midst, Father, give us an ability that's supernatural, that we can understand and that we can do. Father, I pray all this, and in Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, that you would be with those who are part of this family, this house, that are traveling, Father, that you would grant traveling mercies to them. Father, that you would be with them, that you would guard them and guide them. And Father, that wherever they may be, they will still be your ministers. Father, in Jesus' name, whether it be for rest, for the holidays, with family members, whatever it is that they're doing, Father, that you would bless them. And Father, for other members of this congregation, of this house, who are experiencing hardships, who have who have to handle lost loved ones, who have other issues, Father, that have, have plagued them over the last week or two. Father, we lift them up to you now and ask that you would be their strength. Father, you've done it throughout history, throughout human history. And Lord, we ask that you would continue to do that and bless our loved ones, bless our family, bless your children. And Lord, while we're in this attitude of prayer, I just want everybody to uh, lift your head for a moment, please. Listen, some of you may know, some may not. Um, 
tomorrow, Lord willing, there'll be another DeSanto coming into the world. <laughs> yes, that is something to cheer about. <laughs> now, uh, we will be blessed with another member of our family, the family of God, Angela and Tony, expecting a son tomorrow. So let's, everybody stretch a hand toward Angela, if you would. Let's, let's agree as a family. Our Father in heaven, we just thank you so much for this blessing. Father, you are the one that designed this. You are the one that caused for people to come together, a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. And Father, you were the one who ordained this, and you were the one who ordained this very life. So Father, we pray and give thanks that you've ordained this. And we give thanks, Lord, for Angela and Anthony. Father, I pray that you would give them strength. Father, that you would give them wisdom and knowledge. Supernatural, Lord. So that everything not only goes smoothly tomorrow, Lord, but also as the beginning of this new life that they, Father, have given, been given the responsibility to look after. Father, that they would receive, Father, a new unction from you, from your Holy Spirit, that they may receive power, Father, in their physical bodies to perform those things which they're going to be required to perform. But, Father, spiritually, bless them that they may raise this young person in the fear and abnomition of the Lord, and he will grow up and be a young man after God's own heart. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for that. Hallelujah. 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 So there are folks that are not in the room that are traveling or have experienced some difficulty, so continue to keep them in your prayer. Hallelujah. Last week, um, if you'll remember, we talked about this, this battle that we have with Antichrist. And remember in Revelation 12, verse 11, they overcame him, the saints of God overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. That is obviously, and we did it uh, last week, excuse me, and I won't repeat that message, but that's the key to overcoming the enemy of your soul, this Antichrist that we're now battling, that now is and will continue to be until we're removed from here. What's What's the key? What is it? Man, we have to have, number one, we have to be washed in the blood of the Lamb, filled with His Holy Spirit. Number two, we have a testimony. We not only have the testimony now that we, and, and I think it was Ray at the end of the service, and there were a couple of testimonies, but Ray at the end of the service gave the testimony that he knows what his heart was before he gave it to the Lord and what it is now. Amen? Amen. Everybody who has given their heart to Christ has that testimony. You have a testimony. That does, you don't have to be a Billy Graham uh, to have a testimony. You don't have to be half-dead and then raised up to life to have a testimony. You don't have to be a severe addict and then suddenly that addiction was broken to have a testimony. Are there, are there those testimonies? Absolutely, praise the Lord, there are. But just the simplest of things, I know what I was before He changed me. That's a testimony, amen? amen. But then notice the last key ingredient, not loving their lives to the death. 
Amen? Not being so attached to what I am here, not being so attached to this current life that I'm, I'm willing to compromise what I really am in the Lord. Amen? Those are the keys. Now, I want to bring back to your remembrance too something that we talked about not too long ago. In Joshua, remember Joshua was about to go into, uh, into Jericho. And remember, they had to cross the Jordan River to do it. And, and if you'll remember, it was in that message where uh, it was what side you're on. Remember, the, Jesus appeared to him as he was alone contemplating. And when he appeared, Joshua said to him, uh, are you on our side or are you on the enemy's side? And the Lord told him, no, I'm a captain of the army of the Lord. I'm neither. I'm on the Lord's side. And remember, the question we needed to ask ourselves at that point is, whose side are we on? Amen? But remember, though, Joshua did cross. And remember some of the things that that miraculous crossing, remember what it was where he said God gave specific instructions and said, let the Ark of the Covenant, let the priest carry the Ark of the Covenant in first. And remember what I said to you, because it says it in the Scripture. That time of the year, it wasn't that there was a little brook that they were crossing. Remember, that time of the year, the Jordan would overflow its banks. So this was a river that was overflowed. It wasn't a little brook. And what happened was, remember, as soon as the priest touched the edge of the water, God held back on the upstream side the water so that everything below stream dried up. Amen? And so remember, my brothers and sisters, God gave them a command, and the command was that they should, he should pick 12, one man each from each of the tribes, pick out the stones while the priests were still in the middle of the river, the dried river, by, by the way, that they should each pick up a stone and set it up on the other side. Amen? So I'm going to read to you, and it will be up on the board in Joshua 4, 6, <clears throat> that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for, listen, for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. For how long? Forever. Forever. So now watch. We've been grafted in. I don't know of anyone in here who is a national Jew or or who is practicing Judaism. My, My brothers and sisters, but we've been grafted in. So we're part of that family tree now. And so this is a testimony to us as well. And this is a testimony to the children. But I'm taken back, and we'll go over a couple more, of these things where the Lord said, these things are a sign, and these things you, you, these are put in place so that you now have something to point to, something that you might not even have to point to. In fact, your children are going to ask you about this. That's the most important thing. Not necessarily that they had to point it out, but that it was there for the children to ask them about. That's what's important. That's a big takeaway here. Something, my brothers and sisters, you've heard me preach and I'll continue to do this and I'm going to, I just can't help it. We are losing, we've lost a generation at least. You've seen it now and you see it in colleges. Thank God not in my granddaughter's college. You see it in colleges all over our own country where they're siding with people who burn babies. How does that happen? I'm not going to stand here and go harping on that the whole... But that proves to you, my brothers and sisters, there is something that's been lost. There are no longer these people that are remembering the... Listen, listen. The conservative... Christian culture 
that used to be the norm in Western culture. A little quiet, and maybe some people that are watching now just turned us off. But that's the fact. The fact. So now we have a couple of generations of young people who have no stones to point to and say, what's that? We've, we've done away with... In, in fact, again, you're going to hear me say some of the same things over and over because I want you, we, us, to be different. Obviously, uh, this is not a seeker-friendly church. But it's a church that loves. It is a church that is a family. Not just because a lot of my family are here, but because that's my family. That's my, my sister from another mother. You now have become my family. We're family. Timotheus, Diane, Mark, we're, we're family. There's love between us. There's relationship between us. That needs to speak to our children. Our children need to see young people, old people, uh, genders, uh, very old people. But our, we need black people, white people, Hispanic people, people, Asian people, people of all nations, of all backgrounds, coming together and loving one another. That's, they, we need that. Why? Because that's true. There's one blood in Christ Jesus. One blood. Yes. So we have all of so we have all of this stuff going on because you know I really believe because in the age of the seeker friendly churches we've lost all of these these points. Look, I, I gave you some. I, I'd like to give you some visuals. We have we don't even have that to point at anymore. There's nothing that the kids can look at and say, "What's that all about?" Why? Because we look like everybody else. Amen. This week. Trying to keep my <laughs> that letter to America that's been on TikTok from Bin Laden. Now I'm going to say this, and I know that a lot of you people are not going to agree with me. My young people in here, you may be on TikTok. My granddaughter's grandson. I mean, if you're on TikTok, I'm begging you, get off of it. Why? Get off of it. It is no, there's no question it is the tool of our physical enemy. And let me explain something to you. Our physical enemy is an enemy because of our invisible enemy. I'm, I'm just telling you. Because there's only one, one of two ways you can go. And so my brothers and sisters, listen to me, please. That TikTok, while they're being uh, told, our young people are being given all of this propaganda and uh, you know, wasting all of their time doing these challenges, guess what the Chinese kids are being told? Math, science, and being educated. They won't allow that on their version of TikTok. Why? Well, see, now what happens is, so now we have our kids, instead of pointing to things like that, they're pointing to stuff on TikTok. And so now this letter comes out and basically you have, I cannot believe the young people that are confessing and professing that maybe Obama, I mean, Obama, please forgive me, Osama bin Laden was, was right. And there was a cause. And maybe Western culture does stink on ice. Now if you read that letter all the way through, I've only heard ex excerpts because i got to be honest with you, my blood pressure can only go so high. And here's the thing. 
<clears throat> when you read that, I do know that he talks about one of the major problems that they have in the first place with Western culture is that it stands in the way of global Sharia law. If you're not familiar with what that means, that means the Islamic faith, their law, ruling the planet. And by the way, young people, some of the things that you're wearing right now, young ladies, if you were to try to wear that in that culture, in that law, no, don't try it. You're going to get whooped. Now, LBGTQ, you want to team up with them and say how, how great that is? Okay, guess what? They throw you off of buildings. Come on. So see, we want to go ahead and, and our young people want to be led down that path. And let me just tell you, it's not just young people. A majority of them are. And it's sad to me and it saddens my heart that now listen, I've got to worry about that my next, I have, uh, as you know, I have my wonderful granddaughter. Well, she's not wonderful. Yeah, she is, I guess. My granddaughter, I have a granddaughter already in college. I have other grandchildren about to go to college or make decisions to do things. You know, I got to hope and pray that they go to the right one so that while they're there, there's still some of this going on and not all of that other stuff going on. Are you with me? Because as hard as you and I try as parents, they're away from us more than they're with us in a lot of, in most cases. So my brothers and sisters, that's why I continue to pound this drum and, and, and it's... It's not just I'm going after the young people. No, I'm after us, us older people, to go ahead and to live in the fear and admonition of the Lord ourselves so that when we talk to the young people and we tell them the value of it, we're not hypocritical. Because, oh, by the way, that's another thing that uh, uh, Bin Laden had pointed out in his letter, the hypocrisy of the Western culture. It's amazing to me how people who do not believe in what you believe will throw your beliefs at you. But I want to tell you something. That could be godly. Because if I am being hypocritical, I don't really need to worry about what they think. Amen? So we've lost, and, it, and, and, and I'm seeing these young people praising this, and I'm seeing them, you know, and, and, and while they're doing, I can't believe, can they be that ignorant to think that that is a better way to live? The very thing, the reason why you have the freedom to say those things will be taken away from you because you're criticizing that thing which gives you the freedom to do what you're doing. And you're promoting the thing that wants to take that freedom away from you. Here we go. Right? So here's the problem, my brothers and sisters. Where does that... Well, Tony, why are you bringing that up? You know, this is church. This is spirit. Because it's spiritual. It's spiritual. So my brothers and sisters, I, I, just, I just... We, my brothers and sisters, have to be... We, have, we, need, we, need, we need more of this. And, and we don't need to be the ones always pointing, Hey, kids, did you see this? No, the kids need to see this. Is it possible? Absolutely it's possible. I know it's possible. Uh, remember in Luke 19, this is um, Jesus, his last entry into uh, Jerusalem before he was executed. The triumphal entry, remember? He's riding into Jerusalem. 
You could, you could look this up later. It's in Luke 19, but it's in the other synoptics as well. So if you look at that, remember Jesus is riding in and the, and the place is erupting. I mean, you, you, you think the Bucks won the Super Bowl or something, which ain't going to happen this year. But you think the Bucks... And so everything is... You know, they're, right? This, this parade. This, and so now the Pharisees, the religious people, the ones who want to go ahead and steer the generation, they say, hey, tell your disciples to hush. Right? Remember that? And remember what Jesus said? If they were to hush, Tony language, the very rocks would cry out. The rocks would cry out. So my brothers and sisters, our testimonies, the rocks need to cry out. Amen? Amen. So now I'm going to go back to Exodus before Joshua. In Exodus chapter 12, I'm going to begin there. There will be some of it on the screen, some won't, but just, just be with me. In Exodus, in Exodus excuse me, chapter 12, beginning in verse 24. My brothers and sisters, remember this is um, about the time. I'll give you context now. This is about the time. Remember the Passover. That was the last plague. That was the last challenge between Pharaoh and God. And, and remember, uh, Moses what stood before Pharaoh and, you know, let my people go so that they can worship me in the wilderness, blah, 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 back and forth, back and forth. And this is the last one. And remember, the last one was the death angel. And remember the instruction that uh, the children of Israel had received. You know, you take a lamb and you prepare the lamb, right? And you take the whole thing. Not, not a part of it. You take the whole thing and you paint blood over the lentil and the doorposts. And then about midnight, that happened. About midnight, death passed through and all the firstborn of every living thing was wiped out. Yep. Except those that were behind the door that was painted with the blood of the Lamb. Amen? And we know what that signifies. Jesus is now our Passover. He became our Passover. Amen? But I want to read to you, and it shall, in verse 24, you shall observe these, this thing as an ordinance for you, your sons, forever. It will come to pass when you come to the land which your Lord will give you, just as He promised, that you shall keep this service. And it shall be when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? That you will say, it is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when He struck the Egyptians and delivered our household so the people bowed their heads and worshipped. Amen? So now, 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 now remember that. Just try to picture this in your mind. I mean, you have thousands and thousands of Israelis and they're receiving this message and then they receive this message and then when they heard this and they heard what they're supposed to do now, when you go into this land, you keep this forever. You keep this service forever. Amen? Amen. Okay, why? Well, he, he says it. So your children are going to ask you, Amen? When your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? So what does that mean? He said, what, what is this all about? What, why do we do this, Dad? Mom, why, why is Dad so you know, intent on getting this lamb just right? Or what are we doing? I mean, what, what's this all about? See, my brothers and sisters, those are the stones that we don't have to point to. They exist because it's different from anything else. When your stones, when your lamb, whenever it is what you're sacrificing, whatever it is that you're doing looks just like everything else, no one's going to ask you any questions about it. 
But this is so different. And they're carrying it through generations and they see the repetitiveness of it and how important it is to the adults so that the young people would say, what is this all about? What does this mean? Do you see? Versus me, sit down kids, let me tell you a little tale. Come on. This is awesome. So I have several things obviously highlighted for us to, to, to talk about. It's the Passover sacrifice of the Lord. First and foremost, this isn't man-made. Well, Tony, we're in church. Why do you have to tell us that? Because my brothers and sisters, again, I do too much reading. I'm reading so much garbage. And I'm, and I'm reading some stuff that are basically articles and or um, letters that are written by quote-unquote uh, theologians from seminaries and Bible schools that say things like, really... Uh, the latest one I read blew me away. It was something to the effect that you know a lot of what the Bible is is just a collection that Israel put together so that they can be identified as a nation. And it's not necessarily the Word of God. And that's by someone who is a professor at a theological university. So, my brothers and sisters... I'm telling you, that's who are the ones that are informing our young people. Come on. I also read something else that, and this blew me away as well, and I just, it, 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 now a certain person who's a born-again Christian and who is, my, my, I, I don't know what their title is, basically said that the reason why uh, the church attendance in this country is dropping off is because too many people in my position, too many pastors, evangelical pastors, are pre uh, preach, not preaching enough about mercy, forgiveness, peace. What? Are you kidding me? We've been living in the age of the seeker-friendly church where that's all that's ever talked about. So if church attendance is still dropping off, you just disproved your own theory. That's all that's been preached. And church attendance is dropping off. Why? Here's why. Because it is the truth that actually changes lives. Listen, it is the truth that doesn't just modify behavior. It is the truth that and the Spirit that does something on the inside of somebody and changes them so that they don't need to say to somebody, hey, I've changed. No. Someone looks at them and says, what happened to you? There's those stones crying out. There's those stones crying out. Are you, are you following? Come on. See, I, I, no. Uh, hey, really honest, I've, I've changed. No. How about, what's different about you? Something happened. Are you with me? Amen. Hallelujah. And I know, I, I, I have a feeling there's people in this room that have had that happen. I, I really believe that there's people in this room that you've had, hey, something different. You even look a little different. What's, what's different? I know that there are people in this room. I do know that there are people in this room. I knew you before your conversion, and I know you now. Definitely changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But so it's of the Lord. It's something that's real. It's something that's not put on. It's not merely uh, behavior modification. It's not merely me trying to earn my way to heaven. It's something God changed me. Amen? Okay, so then look at the other thing. He struck the Egyptians. 
God struck the Egyptians, this loving, kind, merciful God? Yep. He did. He absolutely did. God is the one who executes judgment. It's not me. It's not you. It's not the U.S. government. It's nobody else. True, listen, true justice, not environmental justice, not, uh, what is it? They're, they're calling everything now um, uh, uh, medical justice, uh, what else? Uh, social justice. Come on, there's there all of this stuff. We, we have to have all of this stuff. Um, uh, you know, certain people don't get the right medical care because of their, uh, the origin of their, um, their nationality. or What? Listen, God is the one that is the true, executes true justice and judgment based on His righteousness, His standards. There's no human qualified. Did you hear me? No human qualified. Jesus, when He came to earth, He didn't say, I am here to judge. No, I'm here to save. The next time He comes back, He's going to judge. Amen? Amen? Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I'll repay. He executes judgment according to His perfectness, if I could say it like that. And he, and look at, he, he struck the Egyptians and delivered our households. My brothers and sisters, do you, do you see it? Just like He delivered the anyone who was behind the blood, under the blood, just like He delivered them from death, He delivers you. He's our deliverer. You and I, when we became born again, solely because we trusted that the Lord's blood paid the pr- price for my sin, regardless of how big or how small I thought it was, I knew that I was a sinner and I was in need of a Savior. And I know because I'm smart, no, because... Theologically speaking, I had people who could teach me this from the Scripture, and I came to believe that, listen, without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin from page to page, cover to cover. It screams that Jesus was the propitiation for my sin. So now I know, my brothers and sisters, I've been delivered from death. I will not have to suffer second death. I will be living gloriously and eternally with Jesus Christ, my Savior and Lord. Amen? Amen. And if you've accepted Him, same. He delivered you. Right? Remember, you, you, He made alive who were dead in your sins and trespasses. Amen? Because He loved you. Hallelujah. So He delivers us from death to life. Now back to Exodus in 13. This is, this is after now. This is extending in past the Passover, okay? They're, they've already been delivered. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast. It's mine. You hear what he just said? All the firstborn of every living thing belongs to me. Man, what the heck kind of a selfish God? No. He said, look, this is a sign. This is another one of those things. Let me continue to read. And Moses said to the people, remember this day in which you went out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, for by strength and of hand of the Lord brought you out of this place. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? So watch. 
First of all, you have what we talked about, the firstborn. That's because all of the firstborn were delivered because of the blood. God delivered them. He spared them, right? So now he's saying, because I spared all of your firstborn, they belong to me. He wasn't asking them to sacrifice their firstborn. He's saying, in their place, sacrifice an animal. Why? Because that shows something. You're acknowledging what happened, what occurred, who delivered you. What He delivered you from. This speaks volumes, my brothers and sisters, again, to the culture. Come on, to the God culture. Um, I, again, just like I said, my brothers and sisters, that in that last letter that I described to you from that person who said, there's, that person said that conservative preachers, conservative Christian preachers are the reason why the church is declining. That means like me. That, that means preachers like me. Okay, that's, that's all well and good, my brothers and sisters, but we have a track record here. We have something that the Lord is saying. You need to follow these things and point to these things because these things speak truth and power. Amen. See, remember, it was those things, my brothers and sisters, there was those mighty signs, wonders, and miracles that happened. There was God's strength. Listen, it was God's strength being materialized into this, this material world. It was something that people could see. It was by this mighty hand of God. They knew that their people, their firstborn, didn't die while they heard the moans and cries of everyone else around them as they had to watch or see their firstborn die. Regardless of age. Not just babies. I'm the firstborn in my family. I'm something years old right now. If it were to happen, gonzo. Do you understand that? So you're talking about thousands of human beings in one night like that. Do you think that that didn't make an impact on those Israelis as they're leaving? So now, okay, now in, in order to continue to make you remember, we're having the Passover, and then every time that you know, someone is your firstborn, you're going to have to make a sacrifice to me. Why? Because God is bloodthirsty? No. Because God wants you to remember. Yeah, but I was there. I remember. I'll never forget it. Okay, but what about the next generation? And what about the generation after that? And what about the generation after that? Are you with me? Are you following me? The rocks need to cry out. Amen? Okay, so then in there he said, oh, he also said, no leavened bread shall be eaten. This is something else now. On this day you are going out in the, in the mouth, in the month, excuse me, of Abib. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Havites and the Jebusites, all the Isotites, which he swore to your fathers to give you a land flowing with milk and honey. Look at this now. That you shall keep this service in this month. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a fast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and no leavened bread shall be seen among you, nor shall leaven be seen among you in your quarters. So, so look at, he's saying, listen, you should eat no, for this time there's no leavened bread, and there shouldn't even be any leavened bread in your house. You mean any leaven in your house? God just have something with risen bread? I mean, what? What is that? Is it? What, what, no. That represents sin. 
the leaven represents sin. It represents, come on. So he's saying, man, remember, you have to stay holy. You have to stay pure. Get this out. This is to remember. So now listen, my brothers and sisters. I have all my young people, man. I'm raising kids. And then all of a sudden, in my house, they see me. They, we've, we've celebrate the Passover. And we're doing all of these other things. We're sacrificing every time uh, we have our first children. Hey, you know... Um, Tony and, and Angela just had their first son. Uh, they're going down to the temple and they're going to sacrifice a lamb. What's that all about? Well, they just had their first son. Well, why, Dad, why do they have to go to the temple and sacrifice? Well, because this is what happened. Come on, are you following? And so now, brothers and sisters, okay, why do we have to get the leaven out of our house? My brothers, young people, this is, represents something. All of these things that pollute us from this world, we have to stay separate from it. We have to stay separate from it. We have to be a people that are different. Our houses have to be different. Hallelujah. Man. The church that I was um, saved in, it was pretty... It it had some goods and bads. But I will say that they had some, some rules and things. And there were some things that they would actually talk about you know, going through your house and if there's anything that has like a, a horoscope in it, like a newspaper, magazine, throw it out. Um, anything like that, anything that could be, you know, have spiritual implication, get rid of it. Um, certain music, if you have certain music, you know, get rid of it. Now, now that I'm older and I see what I see, there might have been a point there. There might have been a point. What am I allowing in my house? What's coming in over the radio? What's coming over the internet? What's coming in on the TV? What am I allowing in my house? I mean, it was a very famous preacher who I have a lot of respect for. He, he's since gone to be with the Lord. I remember him telling a story a long, long time ago. He had received a gift from somebody, and it happened to be some uh, art. I, I can't remember which country it came from. And just he, he, had, he hung this piece of art in his home. But he didn't make the connection until later. But, you know, there started to be some problems in his home with health. And then all of a sudden someone came. He had a visitor from another country and they recognized that. And they said, did you know that that has its roots in demonology? It's, it's, a, it's part of demon worship. He got rid of it. No problem. Now, I know that sounds spooky and wacky. And I know some of you guys, oh, shit, Tony's gone over the deep end. He's finally... My brothers and sisters... Let's just say for the sake of discussion here, when I read scripture like this and then I hear of things like that, we need to be careful of what we're bringing in our homes. And more specifically, maybe we're not suffering because uh, in our physical bodies, but I'm guaranteeing you if that we're harboring something and we're giving permission for something to abide in our homes, there is an effect. There is an effect. And maybe it's something that the kids are suffering. Come on. We need to be careful. Just because something doesn't seem to be bothering you doesn't mean that it's not bothering you. What did he just say? How does that even make sense? Something seemingly innocuous is still getting in there. I still remember songs that I listened to when I was young, young. A lot younger than I am now. And now that I hear the words to some of those songs, I said, what in the heck did I listen to? 
but they're still in there. You start the song, I'll finish it. Come on. Boy, it's a little bit quiet in here. Am I, is that because it's good preaching or boring preaching? I, I can't tell. Which is it? Do, do you understand? Okay, so my brothers and sisters, we need to be careful. And that's what this scripture is speaking to. Hallelujah. Verse 8. You shall tell your sons in that day, saying, This is done because of what the Lord did for me when I came up from Egypt. It shall be a sign. Do you see this? Look at this. It shall be a sign to you in your hand and in in a memorial between your eyes that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep this ordinance in its season from year to year. Do you see what the Lord is saying there? The primary primary reason to keep it. Do you see what it is? You shall tell your son in that day. This is done because... See, it's all to point. It's all saying something. It's preaching a message without saying, hey, sit down, I want to preach a message to you. Without saying, hey, let's go to church. You're going to church today. I don't care how bad you feel. Get up out of that bed. You're going to church. Come, Come on. (laughs) Does anybody else relate to that besides me? Come on. No, this is speaking to something. This is speaking. And I want to bring your, again, there's some emphasis that I gave here. It shall be a sign, obviously. But look what it says on your hand. On your hand. To me, when I'm reading this, it's saying the things that you do, what you act out. This is going to have an effect on how you live, what you do with your hands, the work of your hands. Amen? As a memorial between your eyes. What is that speaking to? My mind. What do I contemplate? What am I thinking about? Come on. Hallelujah. That the Lord's law may be in my mouth. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Right? What's the other one? At the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So do you see, my brothers and sisters, the way all this ties? Is it, see, I know this isn't one of those spitting and hollering, backflick kind of sermons, but this is speaking to everything, my brothers and sisters, that we need, that we need to know. Because remember, this isn't just about me now. Listen, I'm, I'm on a downhill side. So even if I live to be an average uh, age of a human being or a man in the United States, I'm on the down. I've got a lot of years behind me and not too many in front of me. If the Lord don't come back. Hey, come on. Even so. But my brothers and sisters, look. I don't care about that. I know where I'm going. I care about you. Your kids. My kids. Our grandkids. I'm preaching and teaching so that you can preach and teach without even saying a word. Come on. Hallelujah. But with a strong hand. The power. See, my brothers and sisters, again, strong hand of the Lord that did this. We, my brothers, see, we as Christians are in this thing where we're weak. You know, we're very passive and blah, 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 and all this. Uh, yeah, turn the other cheek. Yeah. It takes a stronger person to turn the other cheek. Most of us in, the room, in this room and watching understand that. But my brothers and sisters, we're viewed as weak. And some of us have a hard time with that. Remember where we've been in the last few messages. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. 
Okay, there is a power. Remember last week, we all prayed, right? For this anointing, for a fresh anointing from Holy Spirit. I want the power of Holy Spirit flowing through me. I want it in me so that I can understand His Word. I want it on me so that I can live His Word. But I also want to experience the power so that the signs, wonders, and miracles can be signs, wonders that the kids can point to and say, What's that? Not say, Ew, what's that? Come on. Are are you with me? Okay, so so this power, we we need to understand, realize this power. But the problem is, my brothers and sisters, too many, for too long now in the church, what we've tried to do is call and uh, and try to manifest this power or have this power manifest in us and through us without the others. Come on. Oh, boy. Come on. See, my brothers and sisters, so what does that mean, Tony? Does that mean now we have to all become Jews and follow the law? And No. We have to be the rocks that cry out. Our life has to be a rock that cries out. We need to praise the one, even when we're going through it, we need to have praise on our lips. I'm going to tell you something. The testimonies last week were awesome, but we got another testimony during the week. Terry and and Jody and and Mark and Diane, they're, they're involved in this situation, and the testimony that came forth was awesome. And it's by... It's, a, it's, it's awesome. It's God's power at work. It's God. Someone was miraculously healed. They, the doctors went in to perform a surgery. They didn't have to perform because what was supposed to be, they were supposed to do was already done. Come on. Yeah, give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, and that person, when they realized, gave glory to God. These are the kind of things that the rocks need to cry out. These are the kind of things that our young people need to say, what happened? See, my brothers and sisters, yes, you may not have that kind of testimony yet, but you do have a testimony which says that you were this, but you know that you're a different human being. You know that. And you do know some people. Hallelujah. And you do know that there have been some things that you read out of here. There are some things that you've put to work, a test, and you test it in your life, and it's true, and it works, and there's nothing else that can change it. You know, my brothers and sisters, that you've prayed, and you've asked in Jesus' name, and something happened. You know it. Hallelujah. I believe, my brothers and sisters, we prayed last week and God did something. I believe that there are going to be more testimonies in the weeks ahead. I pray, my brothers and sisters, that you won't be shy about it. I pray that we would receive more messages during the week about something that God did because you have prayed. This body came together and prayed and counted on the one who counts the most. Amen? And then we have a testimony, another testimony. God is healer. God is our provider, Jehovah Jireh. Right? God is our victory, Jehovah Nisi. God. God. Hallelujah. I want this power. Remember last week, these signs shall follow those that believe in my name. Right? All of these things that, that we would do, these supernatural abilities and, and things that God has given us. Why? Why did He want these signs and wonders? so that you can see that there's this supernatural power that, listen, that God is not contained by this physical realm, that God is greater, 
The one who spoke it all into existence still has mastery over all of it. My brothers and sisters, there's no power greater than His. There's no power greater than Jesus on this earth. Even death had no... That's the, My brothers and sisters, He came up out of that grave alive showing the whole world. They still cannot find His bones. They still cannot... Well, they hit it really well. Really? Then all of those who died gave up their lives who saw Him alive after He was dead or fools. They died for nothing. They died for a lie. And, and might I say, didn't just die with a bullet to the head. They died suffering. They went to foreign lands, lived meager lives, were hated by everyone. Some of the people that they preached to killed them. But they saw Him alive. That power, and the Bible tells you and me that the power that raised Him from the dead is now inside of me and you. So this power is not for me to make a spectacle of myself. It's not for me to brag or boast. Its power is so that there is something that the kids say, what's that? The rocks need to cry out. 1 Peter 2, last scripture. Verse 1, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the Word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. I, I, wanna, I didn't put that up there, and I wish I would have. Did I put it up there? Yes, I did. Ha, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I'm smarter than I thought. Laying aside, we have to lay aside. This is telling us that we need to do something. What do we need to do? We need to lay aside all of these things, all of these things that are flesh, all of these emotional things, all of these prideful things, all of these things that have nothing to do with spiritual, yes, spiritual on the bad side, all of these things that have everything to do with our flesh. These things, my brothers and sisters, are the things that hold us back. These things are the things that negate the power of God in our lives. Just like the leaven in the house, that is, we're harboring these things in our house, in our temple. We have this leaven, and therefore then the power of God is negated. God's not punishing you. Let me ask you all something. Remember when Peter was walking on the water? Lord, if that's you, let me come and walk to you. Amen. Come on. And what did he do? He got out and he started walking on water. Did he? Did he really do that? No, no, seriously. Do you believe that? He absolutely did. He absolutely did. Peter got out of that boat and he walked on water until something happened. The wind picked up, the waves blew around, took his eyes off of the Lord and then started to sink. The Lord punished him for taking his eyes off him, didn't he? No. No. That was no punishment. That was just a result of his lack of faith. See, my brothers and sisters, there's where we are. Our, without faith, it is impossible to please God, right? Listen, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And we, can't, we seek him by faith. I don't have Jesus in, in, in front of me on the water saying, all right, Tony, come on. And it's real easy for me to be a little bit critical of Peter, isn't it? I wasn't there. But if I know that if I'm walking on water, I'm already defying every law of physics, I'm walking on water and waves start bouncing me around, I've got wind blowing me. God, I don't even like that when that happens on my pontoon boat. <laughs> Bam, getting bounced around and I'm getting a little nervous. 
Now I've got no pontoons under me. There's no deck under me. It's just my feet on the water. And I'm not wearing any Air Nikes. I'll never wear them anyway, but I'm not wearing any Air, Air Nikes. I'm not wearing anything, but in his case, sandals or maybe barefooted and walking on that water. And now the waves come up. The wind is blowing. And so when my eyes go off of Jesus, mm, i got to say probably. You know how I could judge myself? You, you want to know how I could judge myself? Because sometimes the storms of life right now, and I'm confessing something to you. Sometimes the storms of life right now. Come on. But God. But God. Who is my daddy? He's my father. He's my Abba. He doesn't leave me. He says, son, you're doing it wrong. He may put one of you, more than likely it's going to be Michelle. To remind me. But are you hearing me? I'm, I'm not trying to be facetious. Are you hearing me? But I have this power to, by faith to walk on water. And when I regard and doubt and I, 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 I let the, the, the cares of this world get to me, when I allow a little leaven in my life, that negates the power of God. It negates all of that stuff that He has in me. And no longer am I such a, a, a rock crying out anymore. I'm just a rock crying. Oh, that was good. I hope you wrote that down. I'm no longer a rock crying out anymore. I'm just a rock crying. Come on. So my brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm reading this, so I, I need to go ahead and I need to get all of this stuff out of my life, all of this leaven out of my life, all of this doubt out of my life. And look what it says in verse 2, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the Word, that you may grow thereby. There's an expectation. This isn't saying, he's not speaking now to babes in Christ. He's not. I'll guarantee you when that when my new grandson is born, he's gonna probably if he's anything like his daddy, it's not gonna be every few hours. It's gonna be every hour he's gonna be hungry. He's wanting. I hope not, but do you understand what I'm saying to you? Like a baby, they don't know. They just know their belly's empty and they're wah. Anybody any raise any babies? You know what I'm talking about. As a newborn, you don't know, my brothers and sisters, this is what this is speaking to. I'm getting excited here. This is what this is speaking to. You need to have that kind of craving for the Word of God. You need to have that kind of craving. Angel, every time that baby gets up, have, a, have a, something in front of you. Read a scripture. Read it to the baby. Read it out loud. I'm serious. You're going to have plenty of time. <laughs> Read it to the baby. Read. But you're getting this in you. And this is what the Scripture is telling us. That, that, that you may have the, the desire for the Word like a baby desires milk. Amen? That you may grow. Grow by there. There's this expectation, my brothers and sisters, that you can't stay where you are. I don't care how old you are. And I don't care where you are in this season of life. You could be old like me or Catherine. Not that old. You could be old like one of us. Or you could be a teenager, you could be a college age, you could be, it doesn't matter how old you are. You, there is an expectation where you are spiritually, you're, there's an expectation that where you are spiritually, you should be moving forward. Amen. Because if you're not moving forward, you're not staying static, you're backing up. Amen. And, I'm, I'm, and I can say a lot of things here, but I'm not going to, thank God. Hallelujah. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Here's the problem. Boy, I'm, I'm so close. Here's the problem. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. See, my brothers and sisters, here's part of the issue. See, part of the issue is that so many times we've had an experience, but we really haven't experienced the true grace of God. Well, what do you mean by that, Tony? By grace you're saved through faith, that not of yourselves. That's anyone you boast. It's a gift of God. Mm -mm. 
No. The grace of God means that... Let me, I, I, I was trying to think, how can I explain this to the people? I, I want to explain it this way. There have been a handful of times where you know, you'll, I, I will have a word of knowledge and I'll say something and somebody will come to me, man, that was just for me. Or, or you lay hands on somebody and they recover. And, it's, and I said, I made this statement, it's humbling. And so I had a person that used to go to our church a long time ago. I don't understand that, Pastor. How could that be humbling? That should make you feel strong. It makes you feel good. I'm going to tell you why it's humbling. Because I know that I didn't do it. And I wish you could understand what I'm saying right now. I know that I didn't do it. I know that there's a power that's not mine that God just did. God did something. It's humbling. Because even though I didn't deserve it, even though I'm nothing, nobody special, that Almighty God just did something through me. That's humbling. See, so my brothers and sisters, when this speaks, when I read this, this is what I'm speaking of. I think that this is what it's speaking of. It's not speaking to, I've, I've, I've experienced the grace of God, this unmerited favor, and now I'm saved. No, this is speaking of something supernatural that happened, an ability, uh, 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 listen, a relational thing that happened between you and God where you understand that there's a power working in you Amen. that's not your own. And again, we could go back just to the first testimony that says to me and to you, you're not what you used to be. Your heart is different now. It's changed. That is power. That is grace. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So my brothers and sisters, if we've experienced that, then this thing, this applies to you. If if you haven't experienced that, you're going to have a tough time with this. Are you there? If you just had a mental or an intellectual salvation, if you went down and you prayed the prayer and you got my fire insurance, I'm good to go, maybe that's partly the reason why that there are no signs and wonders. There's no, you're just a crying rock, not a rock crying out. You don't have any further testimonies in your life where God, the power of God, has been magnified in you, through you. So that, Is this ministering to anybody? Am I, am I preaching to the pulpit here? Are you hearing me? I'm preaching to me. This is, this is what we need. This is what we have to have. If we have this, we're, we're going to have more testimonies. There are more testimonies in this, this room this week than there were last week. Amen. Hallelujah. Something happened. Something different. Something, because you didn't do anything but pray. And when you prayed, you were exercising the power of God. Come on. No, I just prayed a prayer. You prayed a prayer that was a good prayer. You prayed a prayer that was in line with God's will. You prayed a prayer that was in line with Holy Spirit that's living inside of you. And God heard it and He moved. Hallelujah. That's power. That's grace. Hallelujah. Come, look at this now. Could, could you put that back up there for me, Casey? I know I went a long ways. Coming to Him is what? Living stones. I'm this rock now. I'm alive. I'm crying out. I'm not just a rock crying. Rejected indeed by men. Rejected indeed by men. 
That's the tribulation. That's part of the tribulation. Not the great tribulation, but that's part of the tribulation. In this world, you'll have trouble, but be of good cheer. That's part of the great, that's part of the, excuse me, the tribulation, the everyday tribulation that you and I will go through as Christians. We're going to be rejected by people, and we're being rejected by cultures. We're being rejected by society right now. And it's going to happen even as we get closer to the time that He comes back. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. So if you're being rejected, if some of your friends that used to just clamor around you love you, and now all of a sudden you're living closer to God and they don't have anything to do with you, you're doing it right. Keep up the good work. Amen? Hallelujah. Rather, Lord, keep up the good work inside of them. Rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. And precious. I tell my granddaughters every chance I get, you're precious. Don't let those rotten boys tell you anything different. And you make sure you put them through the ringer. <laughs> come on. It's, it's true. Yes. You better open the door. You better... Uh, come on. Thank you. you better be chivalrous. You're worth it. You're worth it. Amen. You better have someone that treats you with respect. Yes. Amen. You better have somebody... That, come on. You're precious. God called you precious. Not grandpa. Oh, pop-up does. But not because pop-up said so. Come on. And that goes for all of us. In God's eyes, see the way I'm just giving you an illustration as pop-up. That's how I feel about my granddaughters. Man, you better... That, he better be worthy. He better, he better understand something. That's the way God feels about you. Do, do, do you get that? That's the way God feels about you. You're chosen. You're special. Listen, my brothers, you're precious. Hallelujah. And you may not feel like that all the time. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't feel like that all the time. Sometimes I'm in the... God, where are you? I'm in the middle of this. Where are you? He's there. And just because... Is it, see, that's my faith. Listen. Faith, not sight. Yeah, it looks bad, but it's really not. He's with me. Hang on. Come on. I'm precious. i got to remember this. I'm precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house. A spiritual house. A holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Amen? That's what makes you a rock crying out. Has anybody heard anything this morning? Amen? Hallelujah. So look. I want to do something very similar as to what we did last week. I, I really hope that you, you know, appreciate this because I really appreciate what happened last week. I want anybody and everybody, stand with me first, stand with me please, if you can. My brothers and my sisters, listen, last week we prayed for that an another anointing. You have, remember the message, you have an anointing from the Holy One. So we prayed for an anointing, an, a special anointing from the Holy One. So my brothers and sisters, listen, I want to pray again, not for another anointing. If that's what you want, yeah, when you come forward, let's pray for another anointing. But really, what I'm praying for, my brothers and sisters, listen, listen, is a new hunger and a desire. I want to hunger and thirst for that Word of God so much that it resembles that baby desiring the milk. Anybody else with me? Anybody else feel that way? Come on. Come on up here. Let's pray together. Come on. And if you can't, listen, if you have trouble standing for a long time, sit on the front row. Sit on the front row. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 
Hallelujah. 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 Mitch, if you want to play that, just the music, no words, that's, that would be fine. Come forward, make room. Hallelujah. 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 There's more room over here if anybody wants. Al. The other one. Thank you. Father, here we are now in your presence. Lord, I thank and praise you for the message that you've given to us. And Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that each of us would have, yeah, Lord, yeah, I want to say a, a fresh anointing, a true anointing from Holy Spirit. Lord, that we may receive these words, that we would have eyes to see, ears to hear it, but really, Lord, that our hearts would receive this. This would become part of us, part of who we are. But Lord, we want to be rocks crying out. We can only be qualified as rocks crying out when we experience your grace through your word. So Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus right now that you would touch each and every one of us, Father, with a strong desire to, do, to desire your word, just as you've said, like a baby desires milk. Lord, some of us in here are reading pretty religiously. I pray, Lord, that it's not religious anymore. That it becomes life. Hallelujah. It's who we are. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that when we're tempted to get online and to play games or to do whatever it is that we do when we have moments, that we would be more intent on reading what thus saith the Lord. I praise you, Lord. I know, Lord, that, that that's going to make a change and a difference in my life. I know, Lord, it's going to make a change and a difference in, in their lives. Father, not that you will reward us because we're just giving you some time as a platitude, but, Lord, that we would truly desire you like a baby desires milk, that we want more of you, we want to be conformed more to the image of Christ than we ever have been. And Lord, that we'd be strengthened in the inner man and be able to be rocks crying out the praises of Him who saved us. Rocks crying out the testimonies of the One who has healed us, delivered us, set us free, who has blessed us with blessings beyond that which we can imagine. We want to be those rocks, Lord. Father, I pray for every young person in this circle, every young person that calls this church their church. Father, whether they're in this room or in the other room, right now, Lord, we lift them to you. Father, they have a very, very tough situation and circumstance growing up in the surroundings that they're growing up in. I pray, Lord, that you would put laborers in their paths. Lord, that they would have a hunger and a thirst for the truth. They would not grow weary or lazy, but they would stay vigilant and diligent in seeking truth, your truth, and not believe what's easy, but go after everything they can with you in mind and in heart. 
Holy Spirit, reveal your truth to them, that they all may be young men and young women after your own heart. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you, and we, we just love you, Lord. We love you, and we ask, Lord, that you would straighten us out. I'm just Tony language, Lord. That's straighten us out. And Lord, in the days, however long we have, days or weeks or months, whatever it is that we have, Lord, Lord, we want a fresh touch, but we want a touch, Lord, that you've talked about in your word, that we've learned from your word. We want a touch like the first church had. Father, we want to come together and see signs, wonders, and miracles. Lord, we want the fruit of the Holy Spirit so evident in each of our lives. Love, joy, peace, kindness, tenderness, meekness. Father, all of the fruit and all of the manifestations. Father, I pray all this in Jesus' name, giving you thanks. Giving you thanks. Being thankful in all things. And worshiping you. Hallelujah for who you are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the name of Jesus. Just, my brother and sister, if you have something that you, you've been praying for for a long time, just lay it right here at this altar right now. I just feel the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Set us free, Jesus. Heal us, Jesus. Heal us spiritually, Jesus. Renew us in the spirits of our mind, Lord. Give us the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. 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 So now, listen, before we, uh, before we close, is there, are there any other testimonies in the house? Did God do anything this week? Testify. No? None? Come on. Could that have to be a big thing? Y'all are too shy. That's okay. Come back Wednesday. Come back Sunday. There's going to be testimonies. I know there's going to be testimonies. Amen? So now let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be acceptable in my sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. God bless you. Go in peace. Have a great week. Hunger and thirst for righteousness and thirst for the Word.